Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What up, world? Welcome on all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. We're dropping this late on Thursday night, Friday morning, whenever you're listening to it, February 25th, 26th. It's practically March 2021. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and I trust that you are frustrated with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, things have been i like to say hectic is maybe not necessarily literally true but it it certainly felt hectic uh, uh, hectic goodness i can't even talk anymore um it, it has felt really crazy all the dax stuff kind of with nothing really happening on the surface you know it feels like uh, the proverbial analogy oh a duck is super smooth on top of the water but underneath the, the legs are churning and it does feel like all these things have been happening and Thursday brought with it, you know, the Russell Wilson connection in a in a more serious sense than it it had happened to this point. We've talked about Russell Wilson. Uh, we've done a couple of videos about the idea over on the blog on the boys YouTube channel. Make sure you do subscribe over there. We have so many things that we're doing and, and, and are planning on doing over there. I I mean I think it's great content. You know I hope that you agree. Uh, but if you can subscribe to the blog on the boys YouTube channel and while you're at it, subscriptions here they really help. Um, and look, we've been getting some nice feedback and that would be cool if that kept continuing so subscribe to the blog and the boys podcast network we are available on all major podcast platforms and you know what what really helps you know leave a rating write a review i'm gonna be honest with you those things really help they really help with the way podcasts are put together and things like that so if you can do that we would owe you a big hug when hugging is uh is allowable and permissible when we hopefully get back to normal times and look we offer a wide variety of shows here on the blog and the boys podcast network on mondays you get jersey boys which is really has been such a fantastic ad really just does feel like you're chilling in a bar with three of your best friends hearing them obviously talk about the Cowboys you're part of it it's a really great vibe on Tuesdays you get the 750 where you hear myself and two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas on Wednesdays talking the draft where Connor Cole and Dalton have been churning out great interviews with multiple prospects something I think you're really going to enjoy looking back on if and when the Cowboys do draft some of these players obviously on Thursdays you get riled up Tom Ryle back and better than ever and on Fridays you get the classic GTB girls talking boys you'll get that later on today depending on when you're listening to this Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray sat down with the Athletics John Mishota to talk about the Russell Wilson situation and you know this, this wasn't an emergency pod, but it was something that just we kind of had to get some thoughts off of our chest. So I sat down with NFL Network's Bobby Belt, great friend of mine. We talked the Russell thing kind of through. I think it was a good conversation. I think it's one that you're really going to enjoy. So I'm just going to sit back and, and hopefully let you enjoy. So uh, here he is, Bobby Belt from NFL Network, joins us next right here on The Ocho. 
Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, the legendary, the extraordinary, the supremely handsome, supremely talented, well-versed, eclectic, uh, has great taste in all things, particularly friends, people he chooses to text message. The avenue that he chooses to text message is a little bit up for debate, kind of his, his Achilles heel on his overall game. NFL Network producer and troll extraordinaire, Bobby Belt. Robert, how goes it? That's good. I like that you say uh, Achilles because it's not that. It's Achilles. But I like uh, how you say Achilles because it reminds me of Achilles Smith. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that I didn't pronounce it incorrectly because that's how um, the character is pronounced in the movie Troy. One of the best movies ever. I feel, we'll, we'll put that to a Twitter poll. Is it pronounced Achilles or Achilles? But I feel like it's Achilles. But whatever. We'll go ahead. We'll, so, we'll move forward amicably. Um, it's been a while since you've been on the blog on the boys uh, podcast network. You are. Yeah, we had, we, had, we had a falling out. We patched it up. Uh, well, I don't think that's true, actually, because you're on everybody's yeah, it's good, show. It's good you've, for drama. But. You've been on you've been on Girls Talking Boys. You were on Broadcasting the Boys. You were on Talking the Star. You just, you know, we're supposed to be amigos. You don't make time for me anymore. Just everybody else here on the network. Um, so, I know you 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 overshared me it's and fine. I got exposure and now you've lost me. It is what it is. And I am very excited to talk to Bobby. Uh, Bobby likes to think of himself as president of the Dak Prescott fan club. I don't know that I see it that way. I think it's more of a Knights of the Round Table sort of situation. Like, I think there are a lot of, you know, knights in this particular, you know, category. I think some of them are more skilled. Fewer, fewer and fewer by the day, though. Like, I really feel like the, the old guard is really just me and Kevin Turner, like, left, really. So, you, okay. You as well. But I feel like I yeah, dug in I, hard. I'm not like trying to be that guy, but like I, I've never appreciated this slight that like I'm not part of the OG Dak fan fine, club. Fine, fine. No, you, you, you are, you are. I just think were you not one of the ones early on arguing that Romo should get the job back? I was never that guy. I mean, like I explored the avenue certainly, and it made sense at the time. But I've matured a lot since then. I've as a person. That's, that's like, fair. You, 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 you have not wavered the way like uh, you know a Benedict Arnold, the uh, Dave Hellman has, um, and and. Like doing whole segments about, hey, what if we traded Dak? And so, yeah. So, well, that's the reason that we're here to talk. Uh, you had a bet with the guys from 105.3 The Fan and some other people about, uh, well, it was really about you, um, that you would not talk about Dak until, was it the draft? Was the the day that you self-imposed? If, if, if a deal had, uh, initially I was just saying it flippantly. Like I was just saying, like, I'm not going to talk about Dak's contract or anything relating to Dak until after the draft unless there's a deal done like or unless there's a trade like unless there's a transaction for us to discuss and so um then people told me there was no chance i'd do it and so then it turned into a bet and so yeah it was basically i wasn't allowed to talk about dak retweet any dak commentary or even like any um until after the draft unless a deal had been made yeah, your uh, your podcast co-host, uh, really your life co-host, Jane Slater, of course. Yeah, the Boys and a Girl podcast on the Herd Network, fantastic production. Bobby and Jane always hustling. She was trolling you. Uh, we're recording on Thursday. She was tagging me in some tweets, kind of like, "Oh, Bobby's really having some trouble, kind of controlling himself." Um, let's yeah. quickly set the stage here because everybody knows, but for the purposes of the conversation, Jared Goff traded, Carson Wentz traded. Now, Russell Wilson, all players and quarterbacks specifically, obviously, who were in the market in 2019 when Dak Prescott first was obviously got deals before him. All three of them got their deals in 2019. Only Russell's doesn't look like a mistake. Um, I Let me set. Let me tell you where I'm coming from here. I believe and I know you agree with this, that on the surface, not even on the surface, but Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott today. 
And if we're just yeah, evaluating right, yes. right their talents, if yes. you're asking me who I'd rather have, who's contrary to that, like the whole, whole different conversation, but Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott today in, in sure. our current moment of all non Dak Prescott options for the Dallas Cowboys. If we are considering Russell Wilson to be one of them. And the reason we are is on Thursday, it was reported by ESPN that Russell Wilson has eyes for the Cowboys, Raiders, Bears, and Saints. If he's not with Seattle, um, Russell Wilson is clearly the best non-deck option in terms of just the physical body that is lining up under center or in the shotgun. Um, my lone concern, and I want to start here because I'm a narcissist, is I believe, yeah. and I, I, I've been saying this to a number of people. Uh, we had Shereen Williams on one of the shows I host on the SB Nation NFL show. And I said to her that I, I and I'm, I'm curious if you agree with this, because I don't think we've even texted about this. I think that the Cowboys brass caught whoever you want feels a need to win and, and to win this fight. What, you know, shout out Jason Garrett. And there is no conceivable way where they pay Dak and they win in the court of public opinion, because no right. matter, no matter what, if they pay, it will be viewed as you caved Dak did it the right way. You know, Dak got y'all, whatever Todd France. I mean, it will be endless L's for Jerry Jones. Steven I like Jones. where you're going with this. Right. And so, my concern, and let me be clear, I would love to watch Russell Wilson play for the Dallas Cowboys. He's, I've told you before, he's my favorite non-Cowboy in the NFL at the moment, but I am not, a, however much of an upgrade you view him to be, I know you agree with this, it is not worth the cost, the reported cost this week from NFL Network's Mike Silver was three first-round picks. It would not be worth that in any world. And so- Yeah, just, ha just handle your business. Just sign your guy in house. Right. This is literally, I've, I've been saying this all week. This is literally the like one of the only times in life where you can fix a problem by throwing money at it. But so getting back to my take here, I am concerned that, that Russell Wilson presents or represents a carrot. He, he is the win, right? Because and this is not the best comparison, I, I will admit that. But when the Denver Broncos you know, obviously went to the playoffs and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers with Tim Tebow, obviously it was super well known that John Elway wasn't a big Tim Tebow fan, but it was kind of like, well, how are you going to move on from this guy, right? Like, you know, he won a playoff game, whatever. And lo and behold, the only way you can do that is Peyton Manning in 2012. Again, not the total same thing, but if you bring Russell Wilson in, Nobody is going to say, what are you doing? Dak is so much better than him, blah, 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 because that's not true. And so my concern is that the need to win will trump all else. And the Cowboys brass will say, we have to get this win. And this win is Russell Wilson playing quarterback for us, not Dak Prescott. This is now an option. Let's make it happen. What are your thoughts? Um, I, okay, so I don't think it's realistic. I don't think that's what's happening. But if you're going to tell me, I agree totally. That, I mean, that, that, if you're going to tell me they were going to do something like that, I think the much more likely option to do that with would be Deshaun Watson. Oh, like I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a more, like that's a better parallel and a better way of facilitating that sort of a victory with some sort of like sign and trade, like swap and like you know. But I mean, again, all of this is dependent on like Dak playing ball with you, which he won't. But right, that's this, the dumb this, part here. In this, in this hypothetical world, um, I think that makes more sense to be able to pull that off with a Deshaun Watson trade. Russell Wilson, again, it's a, the whole thing to me is that it's like you're you're over you're over complicating a solution. Like, yeah, Russell may be better than Dak today, um, but you know, Russell comes with his own baggage and has his history of locker room issues. Um, sure. And, uh, you know, it's, 
I, I don't know that the little bit you'd be getting better is worth any potential headaches or any potential chemistry issues because there's no chemistry issues with Dak and his teammates. So I don't know if the, the risk of chemistry issues and the capital you'd have to give up because it would be Dak and blah, 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 or, you know, here's all the stuff and just let Dak walk. Um, but I don't know that that's worth just deciding to stop arguing about one extra year and $3 million a year or something. Right. Just sign your quarterback. I agree with you entirely. Now I'm kind of annoyed that this is a thing. Like, and it's, it's fair that this is a thing. I actually, before I go there, do you think it is even Ooh, I, wait, before <laughs> you get in that? Cause I wanted to ask you this. I wanted to ask you this. Okay. okay? Because I think this is a good question. I think you'll like it. Okay. So you stealing all era, my questions now, like you do with all I your prospects. Think, I, don't, I don't think you would not ask this question. Um, in the era of Twitter and social media where players can like really send a cycle going like this, who was the OG leveraging Dallas on social media? Was that Steven Jackson or Chris Johnson? Um, not necessarily successfully, but tried to leverage, like, I want to play for them, like through using the power of social media. Hive. I feel like that was the Steven Jackson, Chris Johnson post DeMarco Murray era. I think Steven Jackson is is the face of that for the era before Twitter really became like like he was that. Sure, this is this is a bigger deal than Steven. Sure, no, 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 the, no, the, the OG. no but, but what I'm saying is when when Steven represented this idea, Twitter was this like thing you casually checked, like you'd open your phone, you'd answer some text messages, you know, like Twitter was not the first thing. But in the era where you open your phone, Twitter's the first place you go to. I think the I think the answer is Chris Long, for me. Okay, that's fair. I'd forgotten Chris Long. That was a Chris Long thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. I'd forgotten about it. But that's why I knew you'd be the right person to ask that question. But now this is like the bit. This right. is what people do. This is Earl come get me and like everything like in this era where like the Twitter storm will react to you saying that's not necessarily using Twitter as the medium, but Twitter will become the place where it gets juiced up. Right. That the, I was trying to think back on that. And I was like, I think the first person I remember that being like a the hive won't go away was like that Chris Johnson, Steven Jackson, like, Hey, we'll be the running back for the Cowboys and how like Twitter wouldn't let that go for a long time. Who's the draft prospect you think of when it, when it comes to draft prospects doing that, like to please draft this guy. Well, yeah. Like the, the, like draft prospect X is saying Cowboys, please take me, whatever. Zeke was one of Zeke. these guys. See, Zeke I, was the first Zeke predates these. I'll fully acknowledge this. But Miles Garrett, I think, took it to another level. Remember when he was like, trade Tony Romo, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, but wasn't that like, that was like a year before the draft even. It was an old resurfaced video. Like, we're talking, Zeke was on NFL Network set two months before the draft. I'm going, where do you want to go? And everybody's answer was like, oh, you know, I just, you know, wherever I, that's always remember. Zeke didn't. Zeke was like, I want to play in Dallas. Why that big offensive line? Right. And so I feel like Zeke was the most direct like in the process of going through trying to find a team that was actually lobbying like, Hey, I'd like to be a cowboy. Yeah. Didn't do it a bunch, but was on a national stage and said like, I want to go to the Cowboys. Yeah. And to your point, Zeke added some, I mean, I don't want to like, it wasn't this like huge explanation, but it was, it was more than like, I want to go to the Cowboys. It was, I want to run behind that offensive line. Like, it, yeah. you know, he made yeah. it make sense in that sense. Uh, Tua did it last year. And I forgot about this. So we were having this conversation. Didn't Deshaun Watson do it at, I might misremember this. He there was like a dinner, and Jason Garrett was there, um, and and he kind of I I believe Deshaun Maybe. Watson was was accepting an award, and and said, "Oh, Coach Garrett, you know, 
I know it was it was it was the spring of 2017 when he was entering the process. I know Dak, yeah. whatever, but come draft me, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's vaguely familiar. I'll tell you the guy that didn't do it publicly, but I know privately was Mr. Like. There's two guys that come to mind that were like, please take me. Let me go there. One of them ended up here. That was Trayvon Diggs. He was one who was like really quietly, like really hoping he'd be a cowboy. And then the other was the guy who got passed over for CD Lamb, and that was Caleb on Chase on. Caleb on really wanted like was like really like crossing his fingers and hoping he could be a cowboy. He wanted it. Mm. And obviously didn't happen. But those are the guys that I think of privately that were really like quietly going for it. Publicly, though, I'd say, yeah, probably Zeke as the one that stands out to me is like, Hey, let me get there. Right. Um, okay. So I want to ask my question. That was a really fun tangent. Shout out to you. Um, is it even remotely? Sorry. Are we, we had, I think we had a buffering issue. Bobby's been walking around the whole time we've been having this conversation. So, uh, but we're good. So sorry, I'm getting closer to my Wi-Fi. (laughs) Uh, okay. So the question I was going to ask you, we're going to leave that in. Um, like even if the answer is 1%, is it remotely uncool? of Russell to do this as my dog barks in the back. My wife's out of, out of the house right now. So if the dogs bark, this was kind of a last second thing. So appreciate everybody's compliance here, but is it remotely like the saints? I feel like is okay. Drew's retiring. The bears are the bears. That's my dog too, by the way, um, the rate. And I, I mean, to a lesser degree, the Raiders are similarly uncool because of Derek Carr, but like this does kind of feel like, Hey dude, I am the quarterback of this team. What are you doing? So, I mean, I know the contract um, situation and all that, but I mean, I'm curious. I mean, I, so I wonder a lot of times these are agent decisions. And if the agent is just being asked and the agent goes like, knows this is where Russ has said, sure. maybe Russ wasn't told I'm going to list the teams, but I mean, I, I doubt it. I'm sure Russ didn't know. I'm wondering if it's more just something like who are the teams that could be in need of quarterbacks that I think I could play for. Raiders, Bears, right. Saints. And then maybe the Cowboys is in there because that's on his list because it's like, I want to be a Cowboy. Like, that's just like, like that standard, I want to be a Laker, I want to be a Yankee, like that type of thing. Like and you so do, you want to be a Yankee. I, exactly, like, I mean, that's all I dream about. Um, but I, I think that that may be more what it is. It's just Russ trying to, you know, Russ just saying like that dream of being a Cowboy. So they're on his list. Not necessarily like this is a reasonable place, but hey, if you could swing that, I'd like to be there because that's like a team I'd like to play for. Right. Um, so we did get some Twitter questions that I want to get to because you're super popular on Twitter at Bobby Belt TX, RIP at Sports by Dallas. But oh, um, yeah, yeah, y'all better watch out with the super follower. Y'all, I'm going behind the paywall. Y'all are in trouble. <laughs> um, so I'm about in, to Albert in, Breer this shit. In any way, in any way, does this give the Cowboys leverage? That's my question, not a Twitter question. I want credit for this question. No, they, they may try, but no. Like, I, I'm sure I they, agree. Would, they, may, they might try that thing the same way, like, people try, like, no state income tax, like, that <laughs> sort of thing. But, like, that it doesn't, like, it's one of those things where it's like, whatever, this is, like, $100 million. Uh, that's not going to sway me. Right. Like, I feel like it's something they could say. But, I mean, I think on their end, they'd probably go, like, okay, but, like, you can't do it without our approval. So you got no leverage, really. Like, we still got to play ball with you, and we're not. Like, we're not going to, like, go help you get our replacement. Right. So that would be the only thing. And unless and, – and here's the thing, and I think Jane made this point on Twitter that I think is a good one. And if Dak has any inkling of this, and I'm sure Todd France does, that the Seahawks made it very difficult for the Cowboys to get Earl Thomas. Right. More difficult than it was for anybody else. And – one of the things you heard was that when the Seahawks called about Alden Smith, 
the chatter was like, oh, it's they want Alden Smith, but they, they're like, the Cowboys want to hold on to him. That's why they did it. I, my sense of it more talking to people was like, the Cowboys just were sort of same thing. Like, well, we'll trade him to anybody but you. And that it was that. And so that sort of pettiness and things like, I don't think that's just, I, I think that any sort of understanding of that back and forth that the Cowboys and the Seahawks have had in recent years, I think anybody who has a grasp on that, like Todd France undoubtedly does, he knows better than to treat that as actual leverage. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. I agree with you 100%. Before we get to the Twitter questions, I do want to just ask, do you think there's any merit to this, the topic I started this with, the Cowboys feeling a need to get a win here? Because and I don't, you, yes. you, because yeah, that you, I do. Well, and so that, you, I think you would agree with this too, that the conversation now, like these days, is very different than it was a year ago. A year ago, Bobby Bell was still on Twitter. You know, B- Bobby would text me and be like, oh, I can't wait for somebody to like try to attack this flaw in Dex game because I got all these stats ready. And he, he was yeah. just like baiting people into like attacking him so he could just end them. Um, but like that's not here anymore, right? Like it does feel like the national narrative, however valuable that is, has shifted to, well, the Cowboys did deck wrong. The Cowboys did a pay deck, you know, et cetera, which, which like mounts, mounts, mounts to the point that it is very difficult for the Cowboys to win this in the court of public opinion. And so what, if, if you are, if, if, if the Cowboys come to you and, and say this and say, Bobby, we, we feel this, et cetera, but we want to win in the court of public opinion. What is the way for us to do that? Just sign him. I think that's honestly it. I think with Zeke and other sort of these other negotiations, there were things they needed to win because there were legitimate arguments to walk away from those players. Right. This one, everybody's dumbfounded and kind of like, what are you doing? Like you're handling this different than anybody handles their quarterback situation. Why are you guys getting cute with this? That even if there was a time where there may have been merit for them to try and like, Oh, we need to win on five years or we Mm -hmm. need to win on the guaranteed amount or whatever else. I think the way they win this is by not screwing it up and having it come to a divorce. The way they win this in public opinion is, 
I don't think anybody's really going to care. They're just going to say, they got it done. Thank God it's over. And I don't right. think anybody's going to be worried about who won or who lost. The only people who might would be the team mm-hmm. and their own egos. And that's the, that's the, you know, the risk here, I guess. I do think it's ironic that the non-deck option is Russell Wilson when that was the reported um, sort of rubric or, you know, kind of structure that the, team Dak was looking for i believe charles robinson a uh, friend of both our shows was the first to point that out um two years ago it's also funny yeah. when, when jane took all that heat for the 40 million dollar you know comment um like that's gonna happen whether whether it's with the cowboys or elsewhere that is ultimately going to happen um yep. bobby let's move on to twitter questions because again you are very popular i want to start with mike d um who's on twitter at delhi's nfl spot said i'm sorry mike that d. i said i'm sorry that you guys have to do this and it does like that's why you took your uh, self-imposed sabbatical of sorts like this is this is a never-ending series of suck you know like and it yeah. does it does suck like this is a stupid thing to say but it sucks that this russell wilson thing is a relevant thing like the cowboys have made this bet you know what i mean yeah no i and that's the thing i think that my my sabbatical was partially that was it was partially just the beat down of like I'm tired of talking about it, but it was also like I'm tired of this being a reality that the Cowboys have created. Like I, like it just makes me angry to think about it. And right. like I, I I if I was in Dak Prescott's shoes, just the way that I am, and Dak Prescott's not me. I'm not Dak Prescott. You're but super if, petty. If, if I was yes, I if that. I was in his position, not even in a petty spot, but if I was in his position from a level of respect, if I saw the way a lot of the fan narrative was on social media. If I saw the way some of the local media, the beat talked about my value and, and what should happen to my career. And I saw the way these negotiations had gone and some of the things that I, I would perceive all of it as disrespect. And I wouldn't want to be here. Like that would just be me. Like no matter how much I love my teammates or anything else, it's like, I don't want to be in this environment. Like this just doesn't feel like a stable environment for my growth. There just feels to be too much in this building outside this building sitting in the stands that's rooting against me that I don't want to put up with this. I'll go be somebody's savior rather than somebody's, you know, baggage that they consider. And so I, I, I would feel a little bit more like, you know what, let me, uh, let me write out this contract. Let me go to Washington. Let me, you know, save that franchise from quarterback hell, give them some redemption from walking away from their fourth round dream quarterback that they lucked into or, you know, go to Chicago and fix their problems. Like, I mean, I, I just, I feel like there's so many other places you could get the respect and the money. And ultimately I, I'm not saying Dak is thinking this way, but I would think that way and think that I don't even want to play ball with you guys. And I would have already shut things down if I was in his position. Bobby did a great job of watching me on our zoom chat and uh, could see me struggling with my dog. So great job. He was, he of- was pushing <laughs> an entire bear back. Y'all missed it. Great job floating. Um, I and said so, bear back. That was so weird. If, if bear barks, he's biting my hand right now. We're just going to deal with it. Um, I agree. And I don't want to go like back to this, but the hype video stuff from DallasCowboys.com, I didn't think was a big deal at all. I have a very difficult time explaining. I have I have it from a good source that they had edited the video with Dak in it, and that Jerry picked up a phone <laughs> and called and said, "You get him the hell out of that video. Um, I'm not I'm not playing it. I'm just kidding. Don't anybody so, quote that." So, like, I found the story or the justification or the explanation for that to make sense, but I can't. I can't make logic out of Dak following Washington on Instagram. Like that's the, like that is, is part of why I'm legitimately concerned, but let's move on to another question. Um, we should ask Tad. 
uh, <laughs> Mark, uh, who is at Voodoo Child 4486, I don't know the significance of these numbers, says, how much leverage does Dak have in any potential trade, Bobby Belt? All I would say leverage. 100%. He, he, yeah. he, de- he determines, like, he has to, even if he signs the tag, like, you remember that was an issue with um, Ron Leary a few years back. Where it's like sign the tender so we can trade you. We, you know, we right. put the second round tender, so just sign it so we can trade. And then they did. Um, even if they got Dak to sign it, and Dak's saying, I'll sign it and play out the year. And then the Cowboys, hi, we'll pull fast and we'll trade you. No team is going to trade for him without assurances that he's going to sign a long-term deal there. And he's still gonna be in control of where he goes. And so quarterbacks control everything. I'm honestly surprised Deshaun Watson hasn't moved yet. Um, now that's a little bit different because that's somebody already locked in. That's right. trying to get out. But um, I think that with Dak, there's absolutely no way you can. I mean, there's literally no way you can move before he signs the tender without his say so. Right. And even or the tag. And even if he signs the tag, no team's going to, you know, give up the capital necessary for him without assurances that he's going to be here. Right. And then, I mean, because people, I'm sure you've got something in your Twitter mentions that's similar. Like, well, just trade him to Seattle with number 10 and, and you know, get Russ, whatever. It's like, why would the Seahawks do that? Right. Like why would the Seahawks not just wait this out? You know, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I mean, and make, I mean, and make the Cowboys let him walk. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's really no reason. To, and that may be in the world of back channels where things are communicated. Maybe if they express interest, maybe that's what Todd France says. It's like, Hey, we're not playing ball with them. And so there's no way a trade's happening. Right. So y'all just sit tight and they go, oh, okay, cool. And then the Cowboys end up with, pick 103 or whatever their comp pick would be in the third round of the draft for Dak walking and everybody laughs at them. Um, JD on Twitter at JD two, one, four blue says, um, why can't this stupid team understand the market value of the most important position in sports when they found it at running back wide receiver, offensive guard, offensive tackle center linebacker and defensive end. I don't know. And no one knows. And that's no, where it's so frustrating I, I know. is that nobody gets it. Nobody that's what, understands it. That's why I wanted to ask you. It's like I sometimes I like to play this game and like we kind of do this back and forth when we text sometimes. Like pretend you are a lawyer that ha- I've been my uh my wife Cami has never seen suits and I have, so we've been watching it and I've been like so my point is like I'm all up in this like right now, you know, like legal jargon. I've never seen suits. Oh dude, super great. It's on what Amazon. Is it? It's uh, about two lawyers, two like hotshot lawyers that face a mm-hmm. series of of cases that they find creative and clever ways to solve. It's super fun. But anyway, oh, check, fun. check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. I will. Um, but so pretend you are a lawyer and you have I to am. you have to come up with the the most logical explanation possible for this. What, what, like the and to me the most logical explanation possible and i don't believe this but is that they are not sold on him that's that's the only thing that could in the most shallow way possible justify their actions over the last two years i would say that uh my best explanation for it would be that in the 2019 off season the summer of 2019 um which remember it was a rough, it was rough going until they got him a weapon and coup. Right. And, um, but then, I mean, he, he seemed to play well at the end of the year when Coop was playing well or not. Um, and so I think that heading into that summer, they were trying to play cute games or whatever, and they lowballed. And I think it made the Dak side angry. And then I think that they headed into last off season, tried to negotiate in good faith. 
And there was still so many hurt feelings from Todd Francis side and stuff that they were trying to gouge at that point. And so that's kind of been my sense of it. And that's my explanation. I think they did recognize the value. They were too worried about winning the negotiation in the summer of 2019. They tried to play fair game last year and there were just still too many bitter feelings from how they had treated it the year before. And so now would be the time where you'd hope enough time would pass where the bitter feelings would end and they'd be willing to actually like come to the table and, and both sides would be in a good place to do it. But we'll see. But I mean, I, I think that's probably the most logical explanation as to why, but it's, it should have been done a while ago. No, I agree. And I mean, it has looked really bad. The, his starts to the last two seasons, obviously were in 2019, the first three games were incredible. Obviously everything, you know, really fell apart. Um, they're at the because end. Because of him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, I've got Twitter. They, they talk about it all the time. My last question isn't a Twitter question. Um, I think this is a cool interview question and I suppose this is technically that, but we're, we're bros. I mean, it's not the same thing. Um, but what is a question that you wish I would have asked? Oh my gosh, look at you. You're pulling up hot ones. Do you watch hot ones? No. Is, I thought that, that, was, that like, was that the flow riders? No, that was wild ones. No, hot, hot <laughs> ones is the, is the wings show, the eat hot wings and get interviewed show on YouTube. And uh, he, he often closes with that. He says, In what way did we let you down? Like in okay. this interview, what do you wish we would have touched so, on or whatever? So, like, you um, think so I let what, you down is what you're implying. I, I, I wish you would have asked me. Let's see. Is there anything I wish you would have asked me? Um, I don't know. I wish we would have talked about shows more, maybe. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm interested in suits now. Um, You're streaming you Bridgerton, know, I think. Yeah. You, you've, you've mocked me through text. You would never do it publicly because then you'd ruin your little classy persona. But uh, you, uh, you've mocked me for uh, getting into the mentalist uh, at this stage when I have. Um, no. That's a great the, show. Again, the reason Bobby, Bobby doesn't like this piece of his personality to be seen. Bobby is super. Bobby is way more uh, mainstream than no. he than he thinks he is. That, that's that's no. my problem. That was my only take about this. You are. He'll be like, "Hey, dude, I just got these things. Do you hear, have you heard of AirPods?" It's like, yeah. No, I, no, I'm wearing I'm wearing AirPods right now, and I'm a, like, oh, and this is bad. I don't think I've publicly said I bought an Apple product yet. I would I would seriously destroy my brand on Twitter if that came out, which I guess is going to come out if anybody wants to hear this and, and find out. But, uh, you know, the AirPods, um, you could have asked me about that. I would have enjoyed that back and forth because I already told you, you asked me before the show how I'm liking them. And uh, they're good. They're the only thing I just, I'm not a big fan. Of, I've not been a fan of the battery life so far. That's you still haven't answered the question. With that's, my, qu I wish, that's what I wish you would have asked me. About the, AirPods? the AirPods? Yes. Uh, you touched on all the football questions because you're a genius. And um, so that, that's what I wish you would have done. No, I, I, you could have asked me about, uh, like, drafting a quarterback. That was probably a failure on your part. <laughs> um, and I'm just saying, you could have said, like, okay. we're talking about moving on from Dak and we're talking about Russell. Like, what about the drafting? Well, of course. I mean, like, I, I wrote something about this that, you know, I said it would be irresponsible for them to not be, you know, doing their due diligence on this front. Ask so, me about it. Okay. Ask me about it. Here's how I'm going to ask. If, okay, go ahead. If for whatever reason, and mm -hmm. we're assuming this is not with a, a Russell Wilson trade having been done, but if the yep. Cowboys enter the draft with Dak Prescott elsewhere, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. should should the 10th overall pick be spent on a quarterback? My gosh, that's a terrible question. Um, <laughs> I would say that uh, when you're picking at 10, no. And I will say, I will give you that. That is my biggest, that's my biggest signal to me that they are not willing to move on from him is they very easily could have been in a position to pick one of these top quarterbacks. This is a quarterback heavy oh, draft. By the, hold and up. they were Bobby willing had to a, let themselves get 
Bobby had a great tweet this past week uh, that said, if if Mike McCarthy hadn't smashed those watermelons, the We'd Cowboys would have had the, the third, third. We would have at worst had Justin Fields. But I mean, that's that's kind of my point, though, is that like they could have easily shut things down a little bit and gotten right. to a place to be in position to get one of those quarterbacks instead of where they were, which is, hey, let's uh let's build continue to build culture with these victories and you know, then if things fall apart with Dak, we'll have to trade. Like that to me says, if you really were thinking we're going to have to move on from Dak, you would have done more to be in a position to get one of these quarterbacks. Well, um, that was a good question that I asked um, completely. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, but it, it was good. Uh, Bobby is the man for NFL draft coverage and anything really in life uh, on Twitter, Bobby belt TX. Uh, do you have any, you know, bits of advice on life shows to watch books to read. I mean, you know, you said you wish we would have talked more about shows. Like, I mean, if you've got to leave people with, with something, I mean, what do you want it to be? I mean, I love the mentalist. If you've never caught that, it's been off the air for several years now, uh, but it's solid. Also a uh, little piece of life advice. I would give you invest in an air fryer. I'm finding those are really great. Totally. Uh, do you do you have one, RJ? We do. Um, we actually, when we moved into this house, a family friend gave us this food ninja thing, um, and it it also air fries, so it replaced our old air fryer. But it it is like an indoor grill. Um, on is is oh, its yeah. main function. You can make as if it fits, it'll it'll make it, and it's great. And right. so uh, I've just had fun lately. Like um, like I feel a little bit like mad scientist in the lab, just like mixing as much crap as I can, and. Uh, I've, I've found some some good stuff there. So uh, an air fryer, that would be my big piece of advice to you, uh, dear listener, is invest in an air fryer, a cool. giant one. So uh, you can I, cook a whole Totino's pizza in it. I meant to tell you this uh, over text, but I'll just say it here now. Um, if you're listening, you might have seen that I tweeted. I found my old Pokemon. I am listening. Well, I, f- I found my old Pokemon card collection this past week, and apparently, it, apparently, it might be. I don't, worth- I don't. I don't. I don't like that you say Pokemon. But go uh, ahead. Whatever. You've already chastised me about this. We don't have to go there. I know. Um, in the song, in the song. Oh, say, Pokemon. Pokemon. Good point. Right. Okay. Good point. Right. Good point. So, so I, I found my old people. Pokemon cards. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And that it does have the accent. That's my, my you, apologies. You, 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 you are in the majority, though, in saying Pokemon. Most people do, but I'm saying it's wrong. Right. So anyway, I found my old cards, found a whole a bunch of stuff. My parents gave me some uh, bins of my stuff that they were cleaning out, whatever. And so I'm looking into the cards, you know, seeing, you know, what the process is here. I appreciate everybody who reached out and offered some advice on Twitter. But in the back of the binder were some sports cards. And there was one that made me think of you because we interviewed him together. Who was that player? Ooh, uh, we interviewed him together. That would be shoot. Who is it we interviewed together? Was this this is the guy we interviewed on Cowboys Cast? We well, there were several, but um, where I know, I know, but is this who you're talking about? We did interview him on Cowboys Cast. Yes, I uh, one of two answers. I'm going to say, was it Jack Crawford? It was not. I don't think we interviewed Jack together. Honestly, crap. Uh, Who was it? I forgot. Well, so also this was a terrible guess. Who was It, it? well, it was James Washington. I was that's what I was oh, gonna boom. say. <laughs> it he was, was a, he was a, he was a great interview. He was I awesome. Loved him. He was yeah. awesome. Uh, but the Jack Crawford, who is awesome, by the way. Um, and I don't know, you know, maybe he feels a certain way about the mentalist. He's kind of a film junkie, but like uh, uh like movie films. I mean, I'm sure NFL films, not the actual NFL films, but like football, like tape. Could be. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, um, that was a bad guess because you should have done like some mental dot connecting. Like this was when I, from, I was, when I was a kid, you know what I mean? Like, and I had all these I've, cards. I've, I've had a lot of alcohol since then. Um, <laughs> and so 
I mean, it's I my thought process is I didn't know. Like, I mean, you could have been collecting cards still in like 2012 or whenever he was drafted. So I don't know. Um, can you name the other player who has played for the Cowboys since we have done podcasts together that I, that we for that I know for sure we interviewed together. He was he we interviewed him the week of Cowboys Giants, I believe. Uh, in 2016 or 2015, I think it was 2015. Pretty certain. Cowboys Giants was it a former player? It was an active player at that time. Oh, uh, were you with me for Gatchkar? It was Andrew Gatchkar. Look at you. (laughs) All right. That is a great note to end on. Uh, The Boys and a Girl podcast, you can hear and watch Bobby and Jane. They have a YouTube channel. Go check them out as well. On Twitter, Bobby Bell TX. Anything else? Any last plugs? Um, uh, Take Rashawn Slater at 10 and prosper. All right. Sounds good. Bobby, appreciate you. Go air fry something beautiful and we'll see you next time. Love you. Want to give a big time. Thank you. Big time. Shout out to Bobby Belt for taking the time to join us. I'm not a big, yeah, I don't think I'll watch the mentalist. Um, if I'm being honest with you, if you haven't watched suits, cannot recommend it enough. Um, also I'm trying to start Yellowstone. I've started the first episode like six times and just, you know, I'll start it like if I'm on the treadmill or something and then I don't finish. It's such a long episode and maybe that speaks to like, I just need to be on the treadmill longer. It's really what we're discovering here. Uh, but yeah, this situation is wild. I mean, it's both wild and it's not, um, you know, I like, I don't think there's any cause for panic necessarily, but there is cause to to be unsettled, I think. And every day that Dak Prescott is not signed, every day that the Cowboys get closer to March 9th where they have to tag him, every day that we will get closer to July 15th after that, uh, the stress mounts. And obviously, you know, and, and we had a great article about this. Dave Halpin wrote about it at Blog and the Boys. The NFL draft falls between those two dates. So the Cowboys are going to have to make a decision one way or another. And maybe they've already made it. Um, but the fact that we haven't heard anything obviously has to do with the fact that the combine has been going on and the senior bowl didn't happen the way it normally does. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, – <laughs> Good times. We'll see what next week brings. I hope you have a great weekend. Hope you have the best weekend ever. I really just, you know, it's been so strange to not have football, obviously, for the last couple of them. And, you know, uh, we all always have to kind of get used to it. You know what I mean? Um, Having Sundays available again. So hopefully you're taking advantage of it and getting to do some stuff that you had uh, kind of, you know, piling around ready for you to kind of attack and and attack it. Just be great. That's what we want. Uh, But have a great weekend. Like I said, have the best weekend ever. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.